many shadows in my room Too many hours in this midnight Too many corners in my mind Much to do to set my heart right. Oh, it's taken so long. I could be wrong. I could be ready. Oh, but if I take my heart's advice, I should assume that it's still. Steady. I am in repair. I am in repair. Stood on the corner for a while. to blow down on me Hoping it takes with it my own way And bring some brand new luck upon me Oh, it's taking so long I could be wrong I could be ready Take my heart's advice I should assume That it's still Unsteady I am In repair I am In repair Now I'm walking in the park And all the birds, they dance below me Maybe when things turn green again It will be good to say you know me Well, oh, it's taken so long I could be wrong, I could be ready Oh, but if I take my heart's advice I could assume that it's still unsteady
want to welcome you back to our Anniston Bar Church Make a Mental Note series. Last week, we spoke with Lori Floyd, the director of The Right Place, about the mental health benefits of doing good. And this week, I'm here with Lucy Morris, who's a member of Anniston First United Methodist Church and is going to share a little bit of her own mental health journey with us. I'm also here with Hope Downing, who is the facilitator at our local NAMI group and is currently pursuing a master's in mental health counseling. So welcome. I'm glad that y'all are here with us today. Um, I know this is um, kind of an interesting format um, to be talking about mental health in a bar of, of all places, but I'm glad that you're, you're here with us. Um, on this episode, we're talking about the importance of networking and support groups and the reality that we don't have to, to go through life on our own, that um, there exists all sorts of groups and resources available to us. Um, and when we think about Scripture, this principle of togetherness, of walking with others, is very much at home in especially the ministry of Jesus, who had the, the blessing of the Father, who called Him beloved, and the guidance of the Spirit throughout His ministry. He always also had the support of the twelve disciples, who were probably more helpful um, at some at times, <laughs> sometimes kind of unhelpful. Um, looking at you, Judas, um, probably not the most helpful, and Peter as well. Um, but then also, even beyond that inner circle, um, he also had the widows um, that that helped him, that financed his ministry. So we have what seems to me a clear precedent for for support and. And coming to this realization that we um, can work with others and rely on others to be with us. Um, so I just want to just begin by talking with you a little bit, Lucy, about your own mental health journey and how you came to a place of um, knowing that we didn't have, we don't have to do this by ourselves, but that we can rely on other people. Sure. So my initial experience with mental illness was an episode of depression during my second year of medical school when I was 25. And within three to six months, I experienced an episode of mood elevation. And I was then diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, my illness was very stable up until almost six years ago when my mother died. And since then, I've had more challenges with my mental health. Lucy, can you share a little bit with us about what it's like to wrestle with mental illness? Um, at times, it's a daily battle for me to accept that I have an illness that cannot be seen mm -hmm. or measured by objective means. Um, most people with bipolar disorder spend more time being down than up, and that includes myself. And it can be difficult to accept that regardless of how I feel, I must take medicine and be proactive about adhering to other important parts of my, my wellness plan. And this can be especially hard because many times the medications that are available to treat bipolar disorder um, have undesirable side effects and it can be a real challenge to mm -hmm. find a medication or medications that work. Um, Another difficulty is that although it is improving, there is still a huge stigma that surrounds mental illness. It does not discriminate and it affects people of all backgrounds, but oftentimes it's treated quite differently than other medical conditions. Um, I've experienced a great deal of pain and shame around dealing with the stigma uh, that having a mental illness carries. People who are affected by mental illness are oftentimes treated as less than, and that's both by society 
and by our criminal justice and mental health systems. I've experienced this firsthand, and it's especially saddening to witness others who do not have solid support systems get stuck in our often punitive and non-rehabilitative system. Mm-hmm. So those are the, some of the struggles that come yeah. to mind for me. So I want to I ask about what are the things that have been helpful to you. But before I do that, I just want to pivot to hope. And, you know, what, what about your own mental health journey? How has that been for you, if you don't mind sharing it with, oh, with sure. us? Oh, sure. No, I, um, it's, it's an honor to be able to um, sit with Lucy and you, Kyle, and share that um, it is different for everyone. And I think that, um, like Lucy said, and certainly in Jesus' time, there was stigma. I mean, people would walk past the individuals, you know, along the path, whereas Jesus would stop and really see and, mm-hmm. um, and lift up. And so for me, um, I think that because of that pressure and that stigma, um, I just plugged along. Um, my mental illness was really more of a result of um, mental disability. I had a learning disability. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the better term. Uh, as a young child and back in the... Um, early 70s, I'm giving away my age now, but in the early 70s and late 60s, you know, there wasn't um, a whole lot of um, research and discovery of um, dyslexia or dysgraphia or the things that made me not be able to learn to read till I was in the fourth grade. So they kept passing me along because I was bright and could perform. And so my my learning disability was really... um, the source of a lot of trauma of having to fake and cover up and tell people what they wanted to hear, which is that I could read when I really couldn't read. Mm -hmm. So it was about performing at an early age to be something I wasn't. And yet inside knowing, oh my gosh, I'm going to be found out. I don't know how to read this, you know? So um, I grew up with a lot of shame and confusion and guilt. And it was so nice to have a walk with Jesus at an early age that I could find forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I remember that in my early discovery with my pastor growing up in the Baptist church and singing in the Methodist church that, you know, my mental illness was really more of a learning disability. And then as I got older, um, trauma became an issue um, in my compensating and Mm -hmm. um, poor judgment as a result of my anxiety Mm -hmm. and my learning disability not being treated or known or knowing how to intervene. So, um, that's how it started. Of course, there might be a point later to talk about where I am now in my 50s, mm-hmm. but it's a very different uh, experience that has happened as I've gotten older. So mental illness changes, and the mental wellness opportunity um, does come through reaching out, and the knowledge is power, and that happens through those people, yeah. you know, the disciples that we find along the way. Yeah. And Lucy's been that disciple for me, so I just I want to say that early on. She's been a huge path to um, acceptance, mm-hmm. which is so critical for mental wellness. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important because we're talking about our stories, your story, Lucy's story. I have my own story. Um, and I think there comes a point in time in our journeys where we have to get to a place of acknowledgement and ownership over it so that then we can move forward. So the whole part of the series, right, is to adopt strategies and maybe uh maybe for some people who are watching this this is a is a time and a place for them to be to begin to have the self-awareness that hey maybe i do maybe i do struggle with something that i'm unaware of and um so 
So what then is helpful to y'all? Like what has been helpful to you as you have wrestled with, with a mental illness? I know, Lucy, you mentioned that medication is something that's really helpful to you. That's been my experience as well, that that's helpful. Hope, what, what has been helpful to you? And then we'll talk with Lucy. Um, I know you'd ask earlier in the week what, is, what has been helpful and what hasn't been yeah. helpful. And um, that's, I think that it's better for me to start with what hasn't been helpful, which is that that my loving parents and family and awesome um, system of support in those early years was just sweep it under the rug, mm-hmm. right? And don't talk about it. Oh, she, you know, she'll get better. She'll start learning to read or, you know, whatever. It takes time. So I think that, um, like you're saying, people can become insightful and really start to sit with themselves and ask, okay, what's wrong here? And same goes for the children, which, you know, obviously my parents had no clue in their Mm -hmm. defense to figure out what was wrong in those early years. But um, I think what is helpful for me has been to see that I'm not alone. Um, I was able to take a psychology class at 16 in high school, which helped me understand the basic field of mental illness and how it... um, comes about and what the symptoms look like. And so, like you were saying, I learned with the help of um, people in the mental health field that my processes around coping and my choices were not helping the anxiety and that inner deficit that I felt as a result initially from a learning disability, but was impacted by um, addiction issues that I grew up with in my family. I had... um, I think there was mental illness in some of my immediate family as well as my extended family and the trauma from um, some of that, um, what became chronic and daily or weekly um, symptoms or circumstances that were very um, traumatic for a young person to cope with became um, very intrusive and um, abusive. Mm -hmm. And so um, as I grew older, I did what I did as a young child. I just tried to rebridle it. I tried to um, assume that it was me. It was something that I needed to fix. And so um, I continued to become that performer and Mm -hmm. to assimilate in ways that um, were really not in my best interest, but certainly um, just trying to survive Mm -hmm. without really knowing what was wrong. Well, Kyle, hope is the first word that comes to mind when I think about how I live with a mental illness. Um, I overcome the challenges that I faced by trusting that God has put people in my life to help support me on this journey. And I'm fortunate in that I have an amazing support system and my husband, my family, my friends, my doctor, my therapist. Um, it also helps me to set goals and to remember that I want to be my best for my family and for mm-hmm. my friends and for our community. And I know that, um, I need to be diligent about adhering to my treatment plan and Mm -hmm. taking medication in order to do that. Another thing that Hope mentioned that's helpful for me is um, being an advocate and using my voice in order to enact change. Mm -hmm. I try to stay involved in advocacy programs through NAMI, which Hope's going to talk about more, but also serving on the planning committee of the annual Out of the Shadows Summit, which is a one-day mental health summit here locally that usually occurs in May but has had to be canceled because of COVID. Um, I'm also part of a movement called Inseparable, which is a growing coalition founded by my mother's cousin in D.C., and it's doing great things to help change mental health care policy in America. So 
being proactive about trying to mm -hmm. improve the system helps me to stay positive. Um, another hope that I have is that with increased awareness of its prevalence and its importance, that more funding will be allocated towards mental health. This could result in developing new medications that um, may be more effective and have fewer side effects. You know, it's hard to keep up with all the medications that are on the market to treat many other physical illnesses, but that's just not the case with psychiatric meds. So better funding for mental health research is definitely needed, and hopefully that will occur before long. Thank you, Lucy. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. There, awesome. there are so many strategies. There are so many things that, that we're able to do, you know, following treatment plans, exercising, adopting spiritual practices. Um, and one of the ones that's so important is sharing that, sharing your story and sharing our stories over and over. Um, it's helpful for us. And so that brings me to NAMI. Um, Hope, can you share us a little bit about what NAMI is? Yep. Um, I... I encourage you to go to the NAMI site. Um, NAMI actually stands for the National Alliance of Mental Illness, and um, it is one of the oldest, longest-running grassroots mental health um, support networks in our country. There are groups all over the state, um, and Lucy started the group in our area, and she's taken um, a break from that, and now Tim... Dr. Tim King and myself lead and facilitate the local group, and we meet online the first Thursday and the third Thursday of every month. Resources for families and individuals of all ages to, um, to learn from on their website. So I do encourage you to just Google NAMI, and lots of options will pull up. But we meet online um, through our Zoom, and if you're interested in becoming a part of our group because you're listening and hear about us, mm -hmm. um, just reach out to Kyle. I would think mm -hmm. um, that's something you may offer mm -hmm. at the end, mm -hmm. but um, I would love to speak with you about what our group offers um, via email or directly by phone. And uh, Lucy, I'm sure, and Tim, again, there's uh, men and women. The only requirement of that is to be over the age of 18. Um, but we talk about um, really what aids us and the strategies that help those of us struggling with this special condition, um, the mental condition. And like Kyle said, a lot of people don't really know if they have a mental illness. Um, I know that in my journey with my counselors, I've had them often say, well, I don't categorize you as having a mental illness because so often a mental illness, you may think, or others may think of that as a stigma or a limitation, or that it means that I, you know, have to be jobless, or I have to be depressed, or I have to have certain symptoms. Well, mental illness is really just struggling with mood or behaviors or thoughts that can become um, obstacles in your life, in your relationships with your work, and how you experience yourself, like Lucy talked about, feeling more down than up. Um, but there is so much help and support out there. Well, thank you all for sharing about, about NAMI in particular. I know in our series that we're talking about, we're not just talking about mental illness, but we're talking about 
addiction. We're talking about grief and so many things that we deal with. And NAMI is one of those resources that's helpful. There are also additional resources in our community. AA, which meets um, on the campus of First Methodist, is a helpful resource as well. And we're going to be sharing some additional support groups and resources at the end of this video um, for those of you who might need them. So I just want to thank you, Lucy, and thank you, Hope, for being with us today and being vulnerable and uh, sharing a little bit of your stories with us. You're welcome. You're Thank welcome. you. Thank you for having us. Lord, I find you in the seeking. Lord, I find you in the doubt. And to know you is to love you and to know so little else how I need you. Oh, how I need you. Oh, how I need you. Oh, how I need you. Lord, I find you in the seeking. Lord, I find you in the doubt.
I want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Aniston Bar Church's Make a Mental Note. We're able to sustain this community of faith through this pandemic because of your giving. And so I want to encourage you to take time and go to anistonfirst.info forward slash give and make a contribution to Aniston First United Methodist Church so that we can continue to offer this series as well as many others until we are able to return safely together again.